0: This is the Rich Eisen Show.
1: From a team perspective also, um, it's better to have volunteers as opposed to hostages.
0: He come up with these? I That's what I really want to know. you love know. Mike Thomas. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Is this happening? The Atlanta Braves are world champions. Earlier on the show. NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport. Coming up. Rams general manager Les Snead. Fox NFL analyst Mark Sanchez. Pro Football Hall of Famer Eric Dickerson. Actor Tyrese Gibson. And now is It's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Ian Rappaport in hour number one talking about all the news that's breaking today. Aaron Rodgers is tested positive for COVID. He is out for Sunday's game. Um, He and the uh, Packers will start um, Jordan Love against Kansas City this Sunday, adding a whole different layer to the game that we've been looking forward to for quite some time with the two MVP quarterbacks being slated to go for it. And the uh, Packers have not lost since the uh, first week of the season. The uh, head coach, Matt LaFleur, is talking right now. And we will get you those sound bites as best we can. Turn it around, as they say in the business. Odell Beckham Jr. not at practice with the Cleveland Browns today. Uh, We don't know why. Neither did he. (laughs) The Deshaun Watson trade didn't happen. Ian Rapport and we had talked about all that. If you missed it, go to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Uh, short of the Watson trade not happening, which we all expected, the thing that the trade deadline gave us was a, another unexpected trade, that the Rams acquire Von Miller. Uh, we were on live when that happened. We are like, whoa. You even said, you even said, uh, when because when, you said there's been a trade. Von yeah. Miller's been traded. Yeah, you were and, in the middle of something, and I was like, hey, breaking news. And your first line, TJ, was... What? <laughs> what? <laughs> and then we find out it's the Rams, and then I I, I just uh, I just went for it and um, sung the praises of this man who's kind enough to call into the program right now uh, on the Mercedes-Benz van phone line from the Los Angeles Rams, the general manager, Les Snead, back here on the show. How are you doing, Les?
1: I'm good, and, and, and because you went for it, Rich, I probably got more tech with the uh, if you want to call it the the highlight of your show after you went for it you're, you're- uh, than I've ever gotten before? Are you? <laughs> <laughs> are you I'll, a- let, I'll let your audience go from there. Let their mind wander.
0: Well, I mean, I I, I mentioned how um, you you walk regularly even though uh, 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 church bells are involved, and as a matter of fact, Les, uh, I think we have a, uh, exclusive audio of you getting on the phone today. There it is right there you, is that what you're referring to Les? right there
1: you know what i, I all the memes that my teenagers sent me were were similar or even more graphic
0: <laughs> oh my gosh i'm well i i'm i'm uh, i'm sorry and i'm also very proud of myself i'll be very honest with you uh at the same time less so
1: you know what you're a creative uh, Thank you, sir. So I'm sure that that's in the wheelhouse, and, 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 and you know, I, I, being a creative, the last time we chatted, it seems like you it was my wife's birthday, yes. and you know, you you admitted the maybe the bias that you have based on the relationships, but yes. I'm not sure that your listeners do know that. Probably the last time you and I chatted, yes. we weren't really chatting. I was listening to you, <laughs> like really do a really good. Probably redemption of Neil Diamond.
0: Yes, I did and some and yes. karaoke
1: kind of birthday. I worked out of my
0: wheelhouse that night. Yeah, usually it's just uh, it, it's just Sinatra, but I was going for it back in June when you're. Well, I guess that that's uh, that's another uh, line from a Sinatra song. But man, uh, I I just um, I just couldn't believe that trade. So let's just jump right into it, uh, if you don't mind. How did this start? Do you bring up Von Miller to the power the Broncos? Uh, I mean, is that what it is? Where you're you're you had made another trade with them. Did you bring it up then? I know I'm asking 15 questions at one, but um, how-
1: hey, I think the, 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 uh, you're correct in and because uh, because George Denver, you know they they had wow have they been hit at linebacker, and it seems like you know every game one or two were going down. So I I, I know when we were discussing the Kenny Young thing, uh, you know I did bring up hey George, uh, I know we're probably not doing a Von Miller for Kenny Young trade but based on maybe some rumors out there based on him being in the in the last year of his contract based on where they asked, him, hey, are y'all thinking of moving Vaughn? And George said, hey, why don't we do this? Let's get through the, the Kenny Young thing. And then uh, over the next few days, if that is the case, I'll circle back with you. And, and it does seem like at the end of last week, uh, George circled back. So uh, yes. that conversation did lead to to Vaughn uh, being a Ram.
0: And then the compensation uh, involved money, obviously, um, because of the draft choices that you gave up being a second uh, and a third for next year's draft and the the money that Denver is putting towards the remainder of his contract. Is that – how that works that if they had tossed less money towards his contract the the draft choices would have been less than
1: yeah I think that that is true there, there's a there's kind of a sliding scale mm-hmm. uh, per se when when us general manners are chatting based on contract like that and and how much the team takes on you know and, and what the, the compensation would be so you're exactly right there is a sliding scale and that was the interesting thing about this uh, trade because we were very upfront with George from the beginning, right? For us to be able uh, to take on Vaughn based on our cap situation and things like that, they were going to have to be willing to do that. And obviously they were in the end, but uh, not saying it was a a deal breaker, but it was somewhat of a deal breaker based on our situation.
0: Let's need general manager of the LA Rams, fresh off of the Vaughn Miller acquisition right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Now let's get to the uh, uh, church bells part here. I mean, you're giving up a ton of draft capital, Les, not just for Vaughn, but in addition to what you coughed up for Matthew Stafford, Jalen Ramsey to get here as well. At any point in time, do you do you sit down, look at the ledger, and go, you know, what am I doing? Seriously, uh, I mean, uh, d- at any we'll point,
1: definitely do that. Uh, you know, if I, I like to say a one liner, we, we do use. We we definitely value draft picks, and, and I like to say often, hey, we just use them in innovative ways. But when you do sit down and, and, and really look at that ledger you're talking about, uh, just quickly, over the last five years, we haven't had a first-round pick. But we've done a lot of maneuvering. We do a lot of trading back. We acquire a lot of picks. We use the comp formula. So we have probably had the, the third or fourth, fourth most draft picks. Of any team in the, in the previous five years, even though we hadn't had a first, so uh, that's the past. So you're always all right. The ledger, you got to look at the future. Like in this situation too, Rich, we we knew uh, coming into this year, we're going to get a, comp, uh, a third round comp for for Brad Holmes becoming the GM of the Detroit Lions, and, and we expect to get four more compensatory picks based on. Players that we lost last year, like a John Johnson starting with him and, and a host of others. So with that being said, we were expecting, even though we traded those picks, uh, eight picks in this year's draft. So we're always kind of looking at the past, the future, what we need to do, how we best utilize those picks. and, and we and our model does allow us uh, to acquire picks, Via you know whether it's the comp formula or it's trading back in the draft.
0: So what about just uh, you know passing it up the chain of command for you just to say hey um, we're going to give up more picks. I mean do do you, do you have to do that or, or do you have the, or, full, oh, you the full green right? Uh,
1: you definitely uh, have to do that. Or I, I would say this it, whether it's a half, I probably it's it's actually a philosophy I believe in. Right mm-hmm. that. Uh, Obviously, Sean and I work together, but working with Kevin Demoff and and Sam Cronkione, or making sure, right, uh, they're in the loop, making sure they know what, uh, you know, what the intentions are, and also what the ramifications are, and here's the why behind it, and and like you said, here's the ledger moving forward, and 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 with that being said, we're we're always I always say the drafts very important to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we believe in in utilizing every round of the draft. We, we we have we believe in collecting as many picks as possible. That way, you get you obviously get more players. You get uh, a mutual fund, right? You, it's like a venture capitalist. You have a you know more chance to have successes, and and it takes it takes a symbiotic relationship with the coaching staff where we can say as just a a picture to paint it, right? We can we can let a really good player like John Johnson move on, and we will probably recruit a fourth-round comp for him and then replace him with a player that we drafted in the sixth round. So that takes a very uh, symbiotic relationship with the coaching staff, uh, knowing exactly the type of players they need, uh, believing in them and their ability to develop the players, and, and those coaches having the courage to – right, to – Say yes. Let's let's roll with Jordan Fuller, and and move on from John. And and that's just the way the NFL works.
0: And before we move on to the actual Von Miller, um, you know, a scheme and what's to be done with him now and for the future, um, Les need Last one for you on just this whole subject about roster maneuvering and valuing draft picks and trading a lot of them for real deal people right here right now i'm sure you've heard also in the media the conversation that boy this just proves the rams are all in for this year and i'm, I'm sure you laugh at something like that like you know every year you're like you know what uh we're, we're only halfway in you know uh, we're, we're fine if we just reach the uh the divisional round you know, you know what i mean like of course you want to win the super bowl every year that said this sure looks like every single chip that you have at your disposal is now pushed right to the middle of the table to make sure you do what the Bucks did last year, which is win it in your own building. Would you agree with that based on this
1: well, acquisition? I, I, we're very aware of, of where we're at right now. And what's interesting, right, we've got seven wins, but we're the fifth seed. And right now we're traveling, uh, you know, in the wild card round uh, to play. So we still have work to do to – to win a division and to, and to get, you know, make, heck, try to buy for that buy. So you're, you're we're always aware of where we're at uh, and, and toward the end of the season, based on how you're playing injuries, you know, there's realistic expectations, but Rich, I do, uh, I often say we're not, our vision's not to build something to just win one game. It's to build something to win a lot of games and uh, as many as possible and when you're able to do that, right, you, you, you're you able to put yourself in position to write, uh, if you want to call it, a ski for the gold medal. But similar to our last five years with Sean, you know, we, we have the third most wins uh, of any team. So the, to, I, I only say that to say, yes, every year is important, but also uh, we also look at you know, the bigger picture, the longer term. And, and, and it's not just one year, but we hope to do it many years.
0: Does that mean you you, you could even go into your ledger and envision Von Miller sticking around? Stan?
1: Uh, he, I know we did. When we made the trade, uh, based on the position he played, based on his pedigree, based on, right, you, you can watch him; he, He's not necessarily losing uh, a step. And, and a lot of times players of his caliber – right can you know they got they got more gears than most so even as they age and they lose a gear they're still one or two gears ahead so we did talk with Vaughn and and his representation about making this a little more than than one year but we all agreed let's let's get through the next 48 72 hours transition Vaughn here and then go from there on that so So, oh wow so uh, yes he's definitely going to help us this year we'd like to have him help us Next year and uh, the years into the future as well.
0: So uh, it's not. A, I thought you were going to go. Let's just get through this season. Like you're, you're willing to start talking about this right now. For, uh, for I,
1: we're definitely willing to start talking about it. You know, huh. uh, sooner than later. That okay. that's been a vision, and, and we, we communicated that with uh, his his representation, and we agreed to do that.
0: What was that phone call with Sean like to say? Hey, by the way, uh, yeah, we got Von Miller. What was that like for you, Les?
1: Well, the right. the phone call once once Sean realized it was realistic, uh, you know, he checked in on the on the <laughs> yeah. hour every hour. But I do remember the the first yeah. conversation I had with him. Yeah, he was like, you, you, I, I think he used the quote with our media: "You're you're and then you can add yeah. your you know blah, bleep 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 me." Yeah, and based on that was, hey, we got a chance to get Von Miller, and oh by the way. Yeah. How do we pay for that? Well, right. they're willing to do their part in helping us with that, based on that sliding scale we talked about before. So once he knew I wasn't pulling some type of Halloween prank or <laughs> April Fool's early prank on him, right? He was all in.
0: So then, what's the scheme? Can you uh, can you what 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 can you reveal? Like, what's the hell this is this going to look like? I mean, that's this is crazy. But what do you envision? Well, yeah, I think.
1: It'll be interesting what it will look like, but what, what we do know is and what we found out over the last couple of years is obviously when you have Aaron Donald, a lot of teams are going to try to do their best to make sure he doesn't wreck the game. And a lot of times just, hey, there's five offensive linemen and there's there's running backs and tight ends and, and let's call it the eligibles that can go out. So with Aaron, a lot of times teams, will, will, you'll hear people say slide protect, right? They're going to slide a side of the line to Aaron. So there's often two and three hands on Aaron and 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 that, that line's kind of taking care of Aaron's side. Well if you when we had Leonard Floyd on the other side, teams could maybe use a tight end or running back, even a wide receiver was a chip double team Floyd. So what it's going to do by adding this third piece is it's definitely going to stress and put pressure on how uh, let's call it the the offensive staff plans to uh, come up with their protection schemes on those Tuesday nights, and then it's also going to stress and pressure them, you know, during the game because it, you know, now you're not just trying to take two away; you're trying to you're trying to you're definitely game planning for three instead of two right now.
0: And then, of course, everything's local, just like politics and real estate, right? And building rosters too. Um, you make a deal like this, figuring, okay. This helps get Kyler on the ground. Russ, when his pin is removed from his finger, Lance—if that's somebody who we got to see, right? That's
1: what this. That's a great point in our division. If you, especially with Kyler and Russell, you've got to stop them from beating you passing the ball. And oh, by the way, they got that extra pitch in there. Or their next extra club in their golf bag, right. and that's being able to escape and 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 beat you with their legs, and it, and having athletes over the years, we've had some success with those players when we, we have those type of athletes that can run east to west, and it, not necessarily stop them, but contain them and obviously having Vaughn uh on
0: on the other side helps that as All well. right. Les, my kids are catching the ball in the backyard, you know, uh 13, 10 and 8, so they might be available for your next first round draft choice. Um I'll keep them uh practicing, you know, oh, for that for that for that, you that know, eventuality, you know.
1: Yeah, that's a, you know what? We we hadn't gone to the ledger then, but you know, we'll, we'll look into the future <laughs> and kind of see how that <laughs> that looks and okay. you know, but it does seem like that's a different Rams team. The Eisen kids, you know what, the next Cooper Cup.
0: That's right, Cooper Eisen. It's the next Cooper Cup. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. It's it's it's, it's our house, Eisen House. That's what I want them to start screaming in, in SoFi at some point in time. But
1: I bet you I have gray hair by then.
0: Yeah, very good. You'll still have hair, I know that. Hey, Les, thanks for the time, man. Appreciate it. Congrats on the deal. Let's do this again. All I'll
2: right, appreciate well. it, Rich.
0: That's yeah, Les Snead, everybody. General Manager of the Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> uh you've got five we've got four but guess what uh, our four is Donald Floyd and Von Miller and you know yeah we'll just we'll, we'll just keep coming <laughs> we'll just keep coming yep and uh and and uh we, we don't have to pay much for him this year and we're already talked to him about let's keep it going if you think you're like yeah right okay so Vaughn how are you gonna fit him under the cap they won't figure it out what do you think yeah or nay? They'll figure it out? Uh, they'll figure this it guy? out. This guy? Yeah. They'll figure it out. Wow. What a move. What a move. You have the sound again? I think he's just walked away from the phone, right? You got that, uh, Jason? You just, there it is. He's walking away right there. <laughs> By the way, people are like wondering, is it 12 o'clock right now? No, it's not. No, sorry. It's uh, 118 Eastern. Sunday night, the first one to face Von Miller in the 58, I imagine, for the Los Angeles Rams. And Aaron Donald, number 99. Oh, my gosh. It's Ryan Tannehill. And without none other than Derrick Henry, will Adrian Peterson be suited up? Peterson. Oh, my gosh. What a great game. This is going to be Titans, Rams, NBC. And Peacock starts it all off Sunday, 7 Eastern. On NBC Sunday night football. Al Michaels is gonna be fired up. All he's gonna do is take a courtesy card of the game. Come on. He's gonna be awful chipper in that booth. Big game. I'll be there. Oh, you will be? Yeah, we're going. Whose house? Are you, are shirts on or off? At the game? Yes. sure. on. <laughs> on. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't thinking. think they'll let me in with that okay. shirt. All right, let's take a break. So Mark Sanchez, we're relatively on time for him. We'll be back with the Fox NFL analyst. Another Another quarterback situation to talk about. We'll talk about it with Mark when we come back. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs and the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's?
3: This is the Rich
0: Eisen Show. He's he's doing a great job calling games on Fox. You're seeing him in studio now. Uh, the USC Trojan turned New York Jet. He also uh, spent a cup of coffee, Philadelphia Eagles and more. Uh, he's now here on the Rich Eisen Show to talk about everything going on in the world of the NFL. And he's calling Cardinals at Niners, late window, 425 p.m. Eastern on Fox with Kevin Kugler and the great Laura Oakman, who's one of the greatest people on planet Earth. Mark Sanchez here on the Rich Eyes Show. How are you, Mark?
3: Richie baby. What's up, man? I'm, How are we doing?
0: I'm great, man. Life's good for you?
3: <laughs> I mean, Buddy, if I were any better, it'd be against the law.
0: I love it. I love it, dude. <laughs> so um let's let's just jump right into it here. Um and 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 ask you what do you think is going through Jordan Love's mind right now? Whoa. Mark. I
3: mean, hopefully he hopefully he doesn't test positive, right? right. Exactly. Think, huh? That would be the biggest deal there, and I mean, what a—you you said it right before I came on—that what a crazy seventy-two hours. We felt like we pieces were starting to fall in place, and we're expecting, you know, maybe a, a couple big trades, and they kind of didn't happen. We're expecting the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes to come to an end, and then <laughs> everything you didn't expect starts happening with Odell Beckham with Aaron Rodgers, two staples in the NFL, and and everybody's kind of reeling, reacting to stuff. So the most important thing for Jordan Love is to try and compartmentalize and and block out all that noise, and get in, prepare like he does and and you know, get ready to play on Sunday knowing, you know, he's going to get his first start. And thankfully he's had a ton of time. He's had a ton of reps in the system. It's not like this is week 1 his rookie year. You know, he's he's going to benefit from watching Aaron play this last year and a half, season and a half. So, uh, if he can just Hone in on that and focus on those details, I'm I'm sure that uh now the Floor will get
0: him ready to roll. I mean, you had many roles in your time playing quarterback in the NFL mark, from, you know, franchise face and hope of a city and 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 two time uh championship game quarterback to uh backup quarterback who, you know, had to win games. So how how difficult was it for Gino and Cooper Rush and Mike White and Trevor Simeon to do what they did this past week?
3: That l- Last weekend, four dudes all coming out with W's, I believe. I mean, that is unheard of. And especially, it's different when you go into the week knowing you're going to play. But when you have to go in, like when I went in against Houston, uh, when we're in Philly and Foles goes down with a shoulder injury back in whatever that was, 14, 15, I can't remember. But you go in mid-game and the first play we called was like a deep post and a deep cross. I mean, this is like, Coming off the bench cold, shooting three pointers, and you're a little nervous. Like, dang, I could have used a couple more warm up throws. Uh, you know, I could have uh, used a, a full game plan and all the reps during the week, but at that point, nobody cares. You know, everybody's just expecting you to play and play well. And so we hit a deep ball to Macklin, and I underthrew it a tick. I think if I threw it correct, he would have walked in the end zone, but I underthrew it and he got tackled, but at least we got the completion. So when you got to go in, mid-game, it's a little different than getting the reps all week. So Jordan Love is going to benefit from that. But it's funny, too. I was talking with with Coward yesterday, and we talked about Mike White, and I saw something on Twitter that said um, the only other quarterback – or Mike White's the first quarterback to throw for 400 since Vinny Testaverde. And I was like, dang, who are all those scrubs in between?
0: (laughs) Come on now. Come on now. You're part of the ground and pound, Mark. Come on now. That's right, baby. Those are some of the best –
3: Third and sixth line up with the fullback and tailback
0: and run power. Exactly, <laughs> You know, it's it's kind of crazy, dude. And White is the only quarterback who's thrown for 400 yards in his first career start um, other than Cam Newton. That's it. That's the list. It's unbelievable. I would have never thought Cam would be in that stat either. That one blew me away. Well, he, he came in, as you know, like a house of fire, you know, iconic oh, yeah. and entertaining as he promised he would be. And, you know, and now – so, uh, you know uh, – Mark Sanchez here on the Rich Eisen show. Rich, real quick, Mark, you had a three sixty nine. There you go. In, in two thousand eleven, we week three. There you go.
3: Here we go. You you came no, close. You no slouch. Eleven, week three. I'm trying to remember.
0: What did you do against? Uh, three, at, did? at Oakland. At Oakland. 369. Oh, in the black years. hole where yeah. all Jets moments go to die. I remember those. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that
3: was the hot. No, that wasn't a hot dog game. Hot dog was my rookie year. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you get that hot dog by the way Mark? Did... Okay, see so you see on the sidelines all the time and these guys kind of like lurk in the shadows but they're like ball boy shagger kind of guys. Yeah. And they have the blue shorts and the white shirt and a blue NFL hat. Everything's got the logo. It looks like old school like like central casting wardrobe for like uh you know like a PE uniform. <laughs> you know it's like so janky. And they're always on the sidelines getting stuff filling up water and Gatorade and doing stuff and I couldn't eat Before the game, because we we win three games to start the season, we lose three games, and now I'm feeling like the heat from New York, and I'm like in this place before the game where I can't even like eat. I'm just so anxious about the game, and I don't eat before the game. We have an afternoon game on the West Coast, and we I mean we just blew the doors off. We're up 38 nothing. Game's in the bag, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, dude. I might faint. I'm going to freaking pass out. I am so lightheaded and so hungry. I need something. And the mm-hmm. guy's like, you got a Gatorade? We got a Gatorade bar, or like a Power Bar. I'm like, dude, I need like food, food. I'm like, I'll take a cheeseburger. I'll take a hot dog. He goes, you want me to run up to the concession? And I was like, yeah, anything but nachos, because I can't really eat that. It's going to get too messy. Right. And he goes, all right, I'll get you a dog. And I said, grab some mustard. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and so he runs back down, hands me the dog, the mustard, as promised. And I'm trying to hide that thing. And Gumble and Deerdorf find it on their camera. Mm. And I was, like, so mad after, because I tried to do such a good job of hiding that thing. And, you know, people some people thought it was funny. Some people took it like, oh, you know, what a jerk, like, rubbing it in. Like, I could eat a hot dog on the sideline, which obviously wasn't the point. Right. And, um, you know, if I was doing that, I wouldn't have hit it. <laughs> I would have walked on the 50-yard line and ate it. <laughs> like
0: so, so it was just yeah so that was it maybe and they should cater me a hard time. maybe if there was a blue tent now you could just say hey just put this thing up and you know cater it <laughs> That's you know the way I to mean, do it you know yeah. go down
3: it. and you know like, like move your room. shoulder around like ooh, i think i heard something doc why don't you come in and check it out you got a full bus space
0: <laughs> and bring some mustard and relish yeah, exactly. <laughs> and some <laughs> cheese fries <laughs> uh, mark sanchez here on the rich eisen show um, Based on what you could tell, what is what what? Why wasn't Odell working out in Cleveland? Did you ever have you looked at any All Twenty Two with that? You know, what think, do you got for me on I that? I
3: think some of it is is just time on task. Like he's been in and out of the lineup. Baker's kind of been in and out of the lineup. And then I think this thing took on a life of its own. And then it became something that they constantly had to deal with. And you know, it's almost like when when Baker's ready to throw and sometimes Odell's not there it was just like square peg round hole and it just didn't work and it was funny because I've been asked that question like did you ever have receivers like that and I was like you know I don't really remember that I mean I remember guys being either really good or just not that good and you're like damn I, I threw a great ball he should have been there or man he's really fast I gotta throw this earlier I gotta adjust to him a little bit but <sighs> I think they just missed. They just didn't quite work. And like I said, it just became something bigger than it needed to be. And then they're both overcompensating, you know, trying too hard. And sometimes when you do that, just like a player, you can tell when they're thinking too much, they don't play fast. And when you're not playing fast, it's because you don't know what to do. And you've got to go through it over and over in your head and you just look slow and it just doesn't work. And so unfortunately that was the case. I think, you know, honestly, at the beginning of the season, it might've been the best time to just, Hey, let's see what we can get for him. But now they're just in a weird spot where they might not get anything for him. And God forbid he goes to somewhere else in the division and comes back to bite him.
0: That's what I'm saying. I mean, I don't know if he'd wind up in Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, I think is straightened, but maybe the Ravens would say, let's, let's go and stick him out there with Hollywood Brown. And, you well, know, there'd
3: be plenty of teams. They kick the tires on him for sure. Just, All right, we got to make a run. You know, a team, even even New Orleans, even teams like, hey, if we got to ride with our backup here, let's give him somebody else. Let's give this defensive coordinator somebody else to stay up all night on Wednesday trying to game plan for. Well, you You know, I mean, mean, like just just to make it harder.
0: We all know who would turn him back into a Pro Bowler would be Belichick. You know it. Like that's where everybody goes to get turned back into Pro Bowlers. I mean,
3: everybody thinks that could be a great landing spot too because of the culture and the way he's handled everybody and. You know, with Odell, certain guys, um, you know, the Jalen Ramseys of the world, like different guys. I mean, when you say like, oh, you know, they're uh, they're like people will use the word trouble or uh, problem guys or locker room issues or whatever. And I don't know if that's totally fair, right? Because these guys aren't like arrested every other week. You know, like they're not in trouble with the law. It's just they're a little more outspoken. They, they right. express themselves a little different. And you got to deal with that stuff and you got to manage – what you're willing to deal with in an NFL locker room and and in an NFL culture. And if you can handle it because of the veterans you have and other guys, and then for them to, you know, walk the line if they have to, be the company man in some ways if they have to with some of their comments. And I think, you know, that compensation on both sides, you know, both sides can reap the benefit of that. So, um, you know, he he can go somewhere and play really well. And then, unfortunately, it'll just make – the Browns look worse.
0: So it's not a Baker thing? Because you hear that. Uh, I mean, you had, you had mentioned where you were yesterday. That's kind of a lair for that sort of thing. But, you know, is it a Baker thing, Mark? Uh, you
3: know, I'm still like, you're starting to see Baker play against a lot of his contemporaries. And I love his attitude. I love, you know, his work ethic. I think he does want it to work. I just don't know if he's ever going to crack that, like, top 15, top 20 of quarterbacks in the nfl and that's okay it's just and that's what they've done with their running game with their defense Mm -hmm. the players they've acquired the system they run i mean it's heavy run now and and when baker's been his best and i've said this before you know he's a 25 throw a game guy 30 max and after that it's almost like a little bit of speed wobbles it's almost like ah, this is not where we feel comfortable. Now, every once in a while, you're going to have to put it up 40 times a game. You're just going to have to. You're getting the, you know, the break speed off you, and and you got to come back and rally from 14, 17 points, and you got to throw it. But if they had their truthers, I would say, hey, we're going to run it, you know, 30-plus times and throw it 25 if we absolutely have to. Um, That's just kind of been their way for success. And now they're in this position like, are we going to pay this guy like all his
0: con- right, contemporaries? He, by, now like, you nailed peers. it. Now that's exactly – like, that's the issue right there because he was a 50-60 throw guy and winning the Heisman. You know what I mean? Like we never ever, when Baker came out of college, thought, well, oh, this guy can't wing it around. I mean, like that's the way yeah, he that, – that's that's what that's, he did. Here's
3: my only thing. Now, I, I get it. The numbers are there. But that's a lot of quick, you know, RPO, shallows, slants, unders, I mean, that ain't like, you know, going through one, two, and three reads. You got you got better personnel 95% of the time in every game. That's different. You know what I mean? Now you get in the NFL, and you're like grinding out completions on third and five where you got to be incredibly accurate, precise with your throws, and one ball length left or right mm-hmm. is the difference between converting. I mean, the margin for error is so much smaller. It's Different than hey, you know, toss a little bubble screen to CD Lamb and watch him go for <laughs> it. And I'm not knocking it no, no, you know, that's what college football's become. I'm not, you know, minimizing his success. He's one of the best to ever play, and he's a heck of a quarterback. It's just okay in the ranks of he's you know in the elite class of quarterbacks in the world. I mean, he's one of 32, so that's pretty special, but then you got to start. You know, divvying up. Okay, well, there's Tom Brady's and Aaron Rodgers and all these other guys. Like, you know, there's a hierarchy to this thing, and I just don't see him in that top 20, really.
0: Before I let you go, Mark Sanchez, uh, while we're on the subject of college football, um, how's the Tomlin contract at your alma mater working? <laughs> how's that going?
3: I thought that was so funny because Carson mentioned it on the air. Yeah. And I oh, remember yeah. hearing it, and I was like, oh man, mm-hmm. that's awesome! Like. Dang, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm kind of mad. Like, I wonder if Carson and Liner and like all the other guys got yeah. like an email, and I'm pissed that I didn't have right. my name on the list. Right. And so I was like, whoa, that's pretty cool. I, I saw his emphatic no at his press conference, and I was like, ooh, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so, talk So about your all-time backfires. <laughs> so who's on the wish list? Do you know? Do you know who's on the, Gosh. the wish list? I I still think I think Joe Brady'd be great. Mm -hmm. I think, um, man, I I wouldn't be shocked if Mm this goes a little bit longer. This whole search thing, and I think they throw some some serious consideration and money and a whole you know presentation at a lot of big time coaches that are very established, that are Mm -hmm. well established, right? That would like shock you, like the you know the Sabans and Davos and like people like that, just to make everybody say no. Right? just to make Mike Tomlin say no, just to make, mm-hmm. I don't know, Sean Payton, like all these guys, uh, Andy Reid, like, hey, come to USC, here's what we got for you, just to make them say no. And then they land somewhere where they think you know, is appropriate. But I do think that I, I think the position sells itself. I think with the new name, image, likeness stuff, L.A. sells itself. Uh, you want to work in broadcasting. You want to be you know a name in sports. For the rest of your life. I mean, where else would you want to be? This is your spot, and um, I think it'd be I think it'd be great for for whoever comes in. That stuff sells itself. Uh, but the most important thing is that they got to get these recruits to stop leaving California, right? They got to lock down. Uh, you know, that's poor poor usage of that word "lockdown." Not like COVID right. lockdown, but lock down the recruiting. You know, uh, um, exodus from California. Because if you keep all those guys, you're competitive right now. So um, I think that's the spot they're in. But I wouldn't be shocked if they throw uh, some serious money and some serious consideration to people that are well-established. That would shock people.
0: So just to make them say no, because it's possible one of them says, yeah, why not? You know, like that's Yeah, why not?
3: Hey, what else do you have for me? Let's check it out. Hey, let's go take yeah. a visit. And boom, once you're here, I mean, I don't know if you'd leave.
0: I know. So, there are, so you're, so, so you're saying there, there are boosters with large enough checks, basically. There's got to be. This, even though Tomlin said there isn't one for him. Um,
3: Maybe not for Tomlin.
0: <laughs> He's the man. That was the funniest quote. That was. I, I love your like. So you're checking funny. your spam filter for that email <laughs> for all the correlate. Like, how did How did John David Booty get that email? I mean, yeah, what the hell? What you know.
3: <laughs> Come on, guys.
0: <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, all right, Mark, uh, have a great call. Uh, I look forward to hearing you call Cardinals at Niners. That's a pretty damn big football game, that's for sure. So. We
3: got the rematch, man. We had the, the duel in the desert earlier this year with Trey Lance's first start. So right. that was fun, and now we get the rematch with Jimmy GQ.
0: Fantastic. Look forward to that. Uh, let's do this more often, Mark Sanchez. Great to hear your voice. You be well.
3: Love to, man. Great you to hear from you. Talk soon.
0: That's Mark Sanchez, Fox Sports. Again, Cardinals at Niners, late window, 425 p.m. Eastern on Fox. He'll be in the mic. What the hell? Like, Marinovich got it, and I didn't get it. You, know? you said John David Booty. Uh, I did. It's a good one. A good one. Well, I could, What more can I get? Where, where else can we go? Uh, uh, well, you know, Rodney Pete's getting the email. Yeah, you he's know that. that's that's mandatory. You know,
3: Rodney Pete. Who's the Bills back up yeah. for a little? bit? Marinovich is
0: BC seed. He's BC seed.
3: Matt Barkley yeah, on those that's emails. What I was just about <laughs> there you to
0: go. Say, well yeah. done. Yeah, Matt I like Barkley. it. Very good. I was trying to get filler to play the mark. I want you to have my cheese fries. Well, he can't I find it. He, he nah, couldn't he find, can't it. find I, it. Del looked. Tufo probably labeled it cheese. No, we looked. <laughs> I, I tried variations of cheese, chess, anything. <laughs> you even you misspelled cheese. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, cheese I, with I a tried z. to dumb it down. Cheese um, with a z. That's all right. Don't worry. <laughs> I thought that spot went well. I think Mark will come back. We'll have oh, yeah. more. We'll, By the we'll, way, we'll cheese fries. To we could talk hot dogs. Cheese yeah, fries are next.
2: We'll get to the bottom of cheese
0: fries. Right? Oh, nothing but food with <laughs> oh, Mark Man, that's fantastic. Speaking of NIL deals, let's give one out. Uh, yeah. The toughest player on planet Earth is about to be named for this week with the Rich Eisen Show and Gorilla Glue from the Notre Dame Fighting Irish football team and more of your phone calls. Jared Patterson coming up next right here on the Rich Eisen Show. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Do you go shirtless to kick it in your own house? And the answer is? 50.1% of course. Yes. 49.9% no way. It's like the New (laughs) Jersey governor race. (laughs) What is going on? We got to check on the mail-in votes later on today. Jeez. Like here's some people, right? You know like Aaron Donald never wears a shirt around the crib. Miles Garrett. Never has oh a shirt gosh, on. Oh, my Braun never. LeBron James never has a shirt on. Those type of guys, you yeah, know, but they're Adonis. That's Baker, what I'm saying. Those guys never like, wear shirts. Speaking of, Baker Mayfield takes me as a shirt-on guy. I, Baker takes me well, as a robe guy. Well, because his house is, is, is the stadium. Yeah, he, right, right. he definitely has a he's a robe guy. I've seen him in the commercials. Robe in the commercials? Yeah. yeah.
3: But with a shirt.
0: Yeah. Robe with the shirt. He's yeah. not the animal. Shirt off. I mean, he's got an image. Just put on his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> You just like that shirt. I don't know why you laughed so hard at <laughs> because before. that was on. because it was like you had always almost reached your breaking point with him. It was just like, man, just put on the shirt.
2: Just You're, give him the laughing
0: shot. By then. <laughs> give him the shot. That's gotta be a drop, by the way, feller. Give him the shirt. <laughs> I'll work on that. Oh boy. Okay. Uh let's give out our our, our, our uh, NIL award for the week, okay? Let's do it. What do you think? um we've we've been all over the map here with our gorilla glue toughest player on planet earth we we we've gotten georgia taken care of oregon oklahoma right mm-hmm. um a couple big 10 schools iowa and purdue yep. cincinnati, cincinnati. Yeah. san diego state yep. right nc state we had nc state's right. quarterback right. that's right We've been everywhere, all over the map. Over you know, there. and I and I know I gave Cincinnati's uh, wide receiver. And I the award went to Cincinnati because they beat Notre Dame, and I'm like, <laughs> so we're fair and balanced here. We're found we're we're, we're fair and balanced here because again, this NIL award that we've been giving out every single week, every single Wednesday here on the Rich Eisen Show goes to a player that you know does well, obviously, but is also got a great story. Is good uh, as a teammate, as a student, if that is. Um, you know, uh, possible as well. We love the stories. We love everybody uh, coming together on the show. And we love the teamwork. And that's what Gorilla Glue loves as well. And we also like the fact that whoever gets this NIL deal doesn't already have 15 of them, you know. And what we're giving out is $1,000, and we're giving out free glue and product. That's what Gorilla Glue has decided to do and decided to do for, for us here on The Rich Eisen Show. And uh, this week's winner of the Gorilla Glue Toughest Player on Planet Earth from Notre Dame, the offensive lineman, is Jared Patterson. And what Jared has been able to do with this offensive line for the toughest player on planet Earth, he helped uh, with his linemates. Notre Dame racked up 293 yards Ooh. on the ground in a 10-point win over North Carolina. The Notre Dame offense... Gained 463 rushing yards and only allowed two sacks in their last two games against USC and UNC, and he's an Outland Trophy and Remington Trophy watch list winner. Um, uh, he's on that, and hopefully he will he will win the award. Uh, but right now he's our toughest player on planet Earth for this week. Uh, he is our winner, and um, Notre Dame, if I'm not mistaken, Christopher, mm-hmm. um, they're tenth, right, on the uh, first. College football playoff committee rankings, right? If we want to call that one up for me here on the show. Last night, we got our first list. There's Notre Dame at 10. 10. Wake Forest, 10. people. If I had told you before the season. Nope. You know where I'm going on this, right? Nope. That the ACC representative <laughs> in the top 10 would be Wake Forest. Yeah, not buying that. Not buying that. The, not Clemson. Wake Forest, their ninth. Oklahoma is eighth. My alma mater, seventh. Michigan, it's seven and one. I think the College Football Playoff committee setting them up to leapfrog some people if somehow, some way, they go on a run from here on out. I think so, yeah. Because that's the possibility: if Penn State and uh, Michigan beats Penn State and Ohio State, and Michigan State loses twice right. to Penn State and Ohio State. It's possible. But right. Michigan State, congrats, they're in the top four. Yep. They're three. And joining me right now from the tenth-ranked Notre Dame Fighting Irish team. Is our gorilla glue toughest player on planet Earth? Winner for this week, none other than Jared Patterson of Notre Dame. Let's give him yeah. a real of applause. How are you, yes, sir? Yes, What's sir. How are you, Jared? I'm good, Rich. How you doing? I'm um, doing fine. Congratulations to you. What was it like to get the game ball? Right, the offensive line uh, as a whole got the game ball for for yeah, this win I mean, this week, right?
2: Yeah, for us the past three weeks. um So just everyone, that game ball goes to everyone in that room, not just the five guys mm-hmm. um who started against North Carolina. So. Yeah, get that recognition from Coach Kelly and Coach Reese. Um, huge honor. And really just helps to boost the confidence of the group going into November and, you know, playoff contention and things like that.
0: And again, so, uh, honestly, I know it's a team thing, but what is it like for your line to get a, you know, there's the coach of Notre Dame saying this ball is for you, for you guys all together. You know? Yeah,
2: it's good. We you know, have some young guys in there. I mean a true freshman left tackle. And really, like I said, I think just for the confidence of those guys. And, you know, it's really exciting to get that recognition, all the hard work, um, all the extra drills you have to practice, all the you know, extra film hours at night, you know, it's really paying off. And, you know, that showed.
0: How did you get to Notre Dame, Jared? How did you get there?
2: Um, yeah, it's a kind of weird recruiting process. I was uh, committed to Arizona State in uh, December of my senior year of high school. Um, some coaching changes happened. I you know, ended up decommitting. And then um, January, Notre Dame called, and – I visited, and once I kind of got around the players and, uh, you know, on campus and the students, I kind of knew that, you know, this is home for me and where I wanted to be and, you know, play. I continued my you know, academic career as well.
0: Yeah. And you, so you're from, you're, are you from out here in California? Is that where you're from? Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. I live in
2: uh, Mission Viejo, California. Uh, that's right. You
0: went to the high school with our previous, same high school as our previous guest in Mark Sanchez. Okay.
2: Yep. That's right. Yep. So
0: mm-hmm. you, you, you're, you're cool with the cold weather? You're fine with that? Um sure.
2: yeah, it's definitely a little bit of adjustment, you know. Get days like that in uh, Southern California, but uh that hasn't been too bad. Just I mean, guys are from you know, all over the place at Notre Dame. So we all kind of, you know, go through those tough days where it's really cold outside.
0: Okay. Plus, you're an offensive lineman. If you're the toughest player on planet Earth, you can't say that. It's too cold for me out here. You've <laughs> got to be really focused, right, Jared, on this award and this NIL deal. And congratulations to you on that. And by the way, to our terrestrial radio audience, Eric Dickerson is going to be coming up shortly. And we're going to take a break in a quick second. But I'm here with Jared Patterson of Notre Dame. Um, congratulations on, on this NIL deal, sir. Uh, you're gonna get a thousand bucks and awesome. and glue, but we're gonna get a whole bunch of product. I think you're gonna be able to share it with the rest of your offensive linemen because that's what you guys uh, did. Right? So okay. Do you have anything, uh, Jared Patterson, that needs fixing around your house that this glue is gonna come in handy in any way, shape, or form? What do you think?
2: Um, not sure. I'll kind of have to wait and see. Once you know I get my hands on it.
0: Come on now. There's nothing that needs fixing. Nothing that needs that's broken or anything around your house that needs anything.
2: Um, you know, I do have a bike, a beat-up bike. I kind of need fixing, so I think that's where it's going to come in handy. Uh,
0: okay. Um, and uh, so you've got this bicycle. Uh, how many speeds is that bike, Jared? Uh,
2: I think in total, like twenty. Twenty plus.
0: Okay. Very good.